Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about ransomware today and how it gives the defender an advantage. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Engin Kurda. He's the co-founder and chief architect with Lastline. Engin, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So Engin, as challenging as ransomware is for so many organizations in so many sectors, you actually say that it offers as an advantage to defenders. What is that advantage? Uh, that's a good question. So um, ransomware definitely isn't something good. It is a threat. It's a threat that needs to be taken seriously. But at the same time, compared to other types of malware that we're seeing out there, malware has a very distinct behavior. It actually tells us that an attack has actually taken place. So if you compare to other types of malware, uh, that might actually infect you. It's different in the sense that we actually know that something bad has happened, so we can actually start taking steps to restore the data or to actually find out how this attack happened so that we can prevent such attacks in the future. Uh, other types of malware that are more stealthy, uh, I think, can be much more nasty because you might be infected for many, many months, but you might actually not know about that. So from a defender's point of view, actually, interestingly, it does give us a bit of an advantage. Now, Engin, I know from independent counts that there are literally hundreds of variants of ransomware today. What are some of the common techniques that you're seeing from the dominant ransomware strains? Yeah, so if we are talking about uh, the way the infection is actually taking place, I would say that it's uh, quite similar to how other types of malware also spreads. Uh, typically, you might receive an email, you might receive uh, some sort of a uh, and, you know, a, a dangerous URL link. If you click on that, you might end up on a page that might then try to exploit your browser, for example. So that would be uh, some sort of a drive-by type of attack. So the spreading mechanisms typically involve a lot of social engineering as well. So they might actually trick you into downloading something, installing it. So the first phase is quite similar to how other types of malware actually also infect your systems. But of course, the interesting part is the second phase when the attack starts taking place. In that case, uh, your data might be encrypted. That's one way of how you know, ransomware actually works. But in any case, you typically see some sort of a ransom note or some sort of a warning that your data has been taken hostage. And then you are asked to pay some money to free that data. In your experience, what strategies and solutions do you find to be most effective in detecting and responding? to ransomware? So uh, the techniques, I would say, are very similar to the techniques that people should use to protect themselves from other types of malware as well. So ransomware is malware. So any of the common techniques that you typically use to protect yourself against malware also often uh, can also work against ransomware. But in any case, a very effective solution is to make sure that you actually have backups of your data. So a common problem you're seeing, especially in smaller organizations, is that people get hit by ransomware, uh, their data is encrypted, or their data is held hostage in some way, and these organizations don't have any backups. So if that data is gone, uh, they're in a lot of trouble. So that's one reason why many people end up paying the ransom, because they have no other way of getting back the data. And losing the data is a is a, is a terrible thing for them, so they need to end up paying the data. So if specifically for ransomware, if you actually have a good backup strategy, if you make sure that the backups are not only local, 
but they're stored somewhere over the network uh, you know, in a secure way. Uh, that's actually a good defense technique against ransomware because if it hits you, at least you can recover the data. But other things that uh, involve you know, patching your systems, making sure that your employees don't click on dangerous links, they don't download things that, that they don't know, they don't install random things, you lock down your system. So classic solutions against malware also uh, typically effective against ransomware. So, Angan, as you know, ransomware has become a dominant topic in our, our sector. What are some of the specific ransomware trends that your researchers at Lastline are tracking? So, we've uh, published studies in the past uh, where we've also historically looked at ransomware. We've looked at how ransomware has actually evolved over the years. So, there is some increase in the sophistication. So, compared to uh, older ransomware, what we often see today is that the encryption that the the bad guys are employing is better because they're using libraries that are available on, you know, say Windows systems. So these are good libraries, so the encryption is actually good. But when you compare to some ransomware families in the past, sometimes they, uh, the, the malware authors were using their own cryptography uh, that had flaws or they were doing certain things that were not very uh, smart or the malware was not designed in, in a good way. So the data could be often recovered in the past. Uh, today, of course, that sophistication has increased. So if you're hit by ransomware, and if you don't have a backup, there is a chance that your data will be very, very difficult to recover, or you won't be able to recover it at all. So there is that increase in sophistication that we've seen. But I think one interesting thing is that no matter how the technically the, the ransomware becomes sophisticated, the behaviors haven't really changed, right? So, so the ransom node is still displayed or they do certain things in the background, such as searching over large numbers of files that haven't really changed. So in terms of behaviors, I don't think too much has changed, but in terms of the sophistication of the code, yes, it has become a bit more sophisticated. And some of the recent samples we've been seeing have also become more evasive in the sense that they're trying to make the detection more difficult uh, for modern uh, malware detection systems. Now, talk to me a little bit about LastLine. How are you helping organizations respond specifically to ransomware? Just like we were able to detect other types of malware, uh, you know, ransomware is also interesting for us. So our solution also targets ransomware. But one specific way of doing that is to focus on ransomware behaviors. Uh, and that's what we are uh, mostly doing. So we're looking at the typical behaviors that ransomware exhibits. Uh, typical evasive behaviors that they typically you know, show, or we're looking at things like, you know, are ransom notes displayed? Uh, is there any background activity going on that is suspicious, that is uh, quite typical to ransomware? So, you know, you might be able to fake some of these uh, behaviors, but if you look at that as a whole, uh, faking all these behaviors, of course, becomes very difficult, uh, and therefore, you know, focusing on behaviors rather than focusing on how certain artifacts look tends to be more effective and that's the detection approach that we're using specifically for ransomware and other types of malware. So my last question for you is what have you learned from ransomware defense that can be put into play against other forms of malware that you see? Uh, as I was saying I think behaviors are very interesting with respect to, to, to malware in general right so ransomware has very specific types of behavior. So I think, uh, uh, you know, as a researcher, as a, uh, a malware defender, I, I think uh, 
certain behaviors are quite unique to ransomware, and at least in detecting ransomware, security solutions should be doing a pretty good job, right? Because uh, you know malware has behaviors that might look suspicious, right? But it's the challenge often is to focus on these behaviors and to find behaviors that you only see in malicious code, but not in benign code, right? But ransomware has certain behaviors that uh, you can't focus on, that are not easy to fake, because at the end of the day, they want to make money, right? If they show a ransom note to you, that ransom note is something they cannot easily get rid of, right? Because they would want the victim to pay off something. Or if they are encrypting files, the fact that encryption is taking place isn't something that you can easily hide, right? So from it, uh, specifically looking at ransomware, these behaviors are very effective. But of course, you can generalize these behaviors and use them to detect other types of uh, malware as well. But I think ransomware is one type of malware that actually demonstrates pretty nicely that behavioral-based detection is very promising and quite effective in detecting these types of threats. Well, very good, Angan. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks so much for sharing your insight today. Cool. Thanks very much. The topic has been ransomware. I've been speaking with Angan Kurta, the co-founder and chief architect with Last Line. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.